Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, March 10th. The storyline on the top of so many of our minds right now, the emerging and spreading coronavirus, the impact of that virus already being felt on our beloved sport of tennis as the decision was made late last night to cancel this year's Indian Wells event. Obviously, uh, you know, the concern of players safety is number one, the concern of volunteers and tournament organizers and ball kids, all of those sort of things. That's number one priority. And so that decision being made, ultimately, we all understand that. And we had the chance to talk about it yesterday with New York Times writer, co-host of the No Challenges remaining podcast, Ben Rothenberg. Uh, but it's, as it's an emerging topic and we continue to learn more and more about it with each passing day, that is going to be the focus of today's podcast as well. And we were so fortunate to have Matt Jones of KY uh, or KSR, excuse me, Kentucky Sports Radio on the podcast today to discuss its impact and you know what sort of uh, cancellations we should expect to be seeing moving forward beyond even just tennis. How is it going to impact things such as the NCAA tournament or the Masters in Augusta? And Matt, you know, as plugged in as anyone in the business, so it was really fun to listen to his perspective as well about how he, he expects things to go on moving forward. Before we get to that conversation, I of course have to let you listeners know that today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Diadem Sports, and you know the deal by now. Diadem is helping tennis players across the globe elevate their game by designing the most innovative performance tennis gear on the planet, and I know what you're thinking to yourself. Alex, I'm very satisfied with my racket. i continue to maintain you know, my 4-0, 4-5, maybe you're even 3-5 league, 5-0 league, whatever it may be, and I don't really feel like changing. Well, here's what I can tell you. As good as your game may be right now, it can always be better, and so I'm telling you, the rackets developed at Diadem with they're developed with your performance in mind and they're carefully crafted for specific types of playing style as co-founder of Diadem AG Bartlett said when he came on our part podcast whether it's the Nova 100 meant for the explosive power I think in my mind Max Rothman big serve big forehand he needs to get as much of that as he can because he doesn't really have much feel elsewhere around the court so I know the Nova 100 would accentuate his game but then there's our guy co-host of the mini break podcast Jamie McDonald who exclusively slices forehanded for him the elevate 98 works perfectly and it's not just the rackets it's the string technology as well their solstice power strings their elite xt their flash strings evolution and their impulse all meant to accentuate different parts of your game depending on your playing style and we say it all the time you use our promo code cr50 you'll get 50 percent off your order well i can do one better than that right now right now diadem sports offering a 20 dollar deal on their reels of strings. And look, you can get a combination of a couple of different things if you get that diadem string bundle. Uh, it, again, 20 bucks for multiple reels of strings. Are you kidding me? That is a bargain. And in case you want to know, hey, this string, you know, you want to feel things out, you've never really understood. Well, does the string really matter? I kind of always just used a gut or I always used a poly, whatever. Um, no, you can get to try each and every one of them. You get 
uh, three sets of diadem strings. You'll get the Solstice Power. You'll get the Elite XT, and you'll get the Flash. You would also get a diadem drawstring bag as well as a can of diadem Premier tennis balls along with it as well. That's the sort of deal you're looking for, folks. So again, go to our friend diademsports.com. Go to their our friend's website. Uh, use the promo code CR50 for 50% off your order, and I promise you won't be disappointed. That being said, another thing you definitely won't be disappointed about, our conversation with Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio. So let's get to that conversation right now. Joining us now on the Mini Break Podcast, I know this is a guest our CEO, Dalton Thienman, could not be more excited to have on the line. He is the creator of Kentucky Sports Radio and the host of KSR, so all of you Kentucky sports fans who listen to this podcast, we have a treat for you today. Uh, Matt Jones, welcome to the Mini Break Podcast, and thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, glad to do it. You have a very smart CEO, and I... I it's, I, I'd like to know the crossover from the uh, tennis and KSR. I don't know how many it is, but if but for those of you out there, uh, hello to everybody. <laughs> well, I will say this, and I grew up in the Midwest, and I'm going to throw Kentucky as part of the Midwest, and we can debate that at a different time uh, if you agree or disagree. But, uh, you know, Kentucky always has a strong base of tennis players, so I do feel like the sport does ring particularly popular in the state. Would you agree or disagree with that? Yeah, we've. I don't know that we've ever had a really famous professional player from here. From here that I can think of, but you know, I grew up playing tennis. I played uh, in the high school state championships, and there were uh, lots of great players here. So, so yeah, people people love tennis in Kentucky. It's not in the Midwest. I think that is a false <laughs> statement that I can't just let go. Um, it's it's kind of a unique thing. It's like sort of partially the South partially the midwest a little bit of like rust belt kind of and then appalachia it's kind of a state that's got a lot of different parts but i don't think anyone in kentucky would say we are midwestern okay good the truth is i just didn't want to offend you it is southern i'm from michigan and maybe well it's you can southern from, from a cultural standpoint like geographically <laughs> you know geographically most people sort of see the south as tennessee and below but from a cultural standpoint kentucky is definitely more Southern than it is Midwest. But I always say that Kentucky, West Virginia, Western Pennsylvania, Western Virginia, Western North Carolina, Appalachia is its own thing. I mean, it's like its own like hillbilly thing. And that's what we do. <laughs> well, remember hillbilly was your word, not mine. So, no, uh, I'm good <laughs> with it. I can say it because as, uh, as my grandparents would say, I is one. So I'm okay <laughs> with it. I'm not worried about it. Perfect. Well, no, I always joke around with Dalton because I just moved from uh, Michigan to Indiana, and one of my I'm theories. Sorry. Why in the world would you do that, Indiana? What a well, foreign I, state! Oh, so you're not going to like my take? Is Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, the, at least the southern parts of Ohio and Kentucky, uh, Ohio and Indiana are the same as Kentucky? So Kentucky should just be divided up between those two states. We give statehood to DC. Well, and I'm Puerto not going to be part of Indiana because there is no more. The only thing. In Indiana are windmills and sadness, so I have no interest in being there. And Mike Pence, which is about as good. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, 
Look, I agree with you. Um, yeah, so but we can leave that there for now. And again, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. The reason we wanted to have you, um, obviously the big story going on right now in the tennis world is the impact that the spreading coronavirus is having across the sporting world. And in particular, on the tennis front, uh, the, the big event, Indian Wells in California, canceled. It's the first time I can remember anything like this sort of incident happening this sort of circumstance happening in the professional sporting world. Uh, I think that's fair to say, right? We haven't seen a, a pandemic such as this, and you can we can argue whether it's a pandemic or not right now for coronavirus at a different time, but I have never seen something like this influence a sporting event, have you? Well, I mean, it's happened on a minor scale before. They've canceled, like, conference uh, basketball tournaments because of a measles outbreak or something, but, but I don't think you've seen – this and you know i think here's the difference we are of we are able now so easily to do world travel that things can spread quicker and i think the reason indian wells was the first major sporting event to get canceled is it's the first real sporting event in america since this has happened that could draw the world Right. So like the NCAA tournament's coming up. And a lot of people wonder, well, will they will they cancel or, or, or do no crowds? I don't think that'll happen because really the only people interested in the NCAA tournament are in America. But I think with Indian Wells and you're gonna see other sporting events continue to have this, because the audience and the players come from worldwide, I think it makes the 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 worry greater because you can have all different kinds of people coming which can really spread something like this in a way that just a, a domestic event does not. Yeah, we had that conversation yesterday as well. And even beyond that, uh, and I'm you know, not a medical professional, but what I've read thus far is it does seem this coronavirus in particular targets the older and you know people who are preconditions or more sickly. And not, you know, not to say that tennis fans are older on general, but certainly in Indian Wells, the reputation of it is an older crowd. And we talked about that a, list, a little bit yesterday uh, or a little bit on yesterday's podcast. But for you in particular, I'm glad you made that comparison to Kentucky uh, to basketball do you think this is the first domino to fall and we will see more sporting events at, at a minimum playing without crowds or do you think it will be you know just a tennis specific in international event specific sort of cancellation no I think we'll get more I mean I I think what you're gonna see is I don't think they'll do it for the NCAA tournament because there's just too much money at stake for the NCA for that. But I think you'll, I wouldn't surprise me if you see some NBA games, especially in areas like San Francisco that have particular kind of worry about uh, San Francisco and Oakland, like a hot zone. Um, so I, I could see that, you know, it's, it's hard to say because like, all right, so two weeks ago in Italy, they had 600 cases and now they literally shut the country down today. So we have 600 cases right now. In two weeks, are we going to be where Italy is or are we not? I don't think anybody can really know. I mean, it's one of those things that's almost kind of unknowable at this point. So I don't know, really. It's hard to say. I mean, I, I think that uh, uh, I don't think Indian Wells will be the only event canceled. But I think Indian Wells was in a unique spot due to, due to its placement on the sporting calendar, due to its international audience and i think you made a point i hadn't even thought about which is that it has a more sort of older fan base i you know 
I think the events you're going to start, I think the next major event you got to look at is the Masters, right? Like that's the, I think that's the next kind of international sporting event here. And then you probably get into the Kentucky Derby is the next one after that that's international. I don't think it's as worrisome about the NBA or college basketball, but these events that draw people from all around the world, I think that's really where people got to be real careful what they decide to do. Certainly. And, you know, for Indian Wells, and you brought up specific cities, you know, Indian Wells is in Coachella Valley, and that doesn't scream major population center, right? It's They had the one confirmed case directly there, and so that's what ultimately led to Indian Wells cancellation. But to look at tennis in particular, the next big calendar event, and there are some challengers throughout the globe here and there, but the Miami Open, and certainly Miami is a big population center. And, you know, you mentioned it at Augusta, uh, the people be traveling from across the world and you know for the Kentucky Derby people will be traveling do you think it will be very location specific do you you think it will be mostly these sporting events making the calls do you think it will be local officials making the calls because it's all up in the air in my opinion I think it's going to be mostly local officials unless we have like the kind of situation they have in Italy where the federal government has to do it right (laughs) so if it remains like it is I think it'll be local officials I mean you make a good point like, there's been one case in Coachella Valley. I would be much more worried about Miami if I if I were an event organizer. Um, but, you know, I mean, maybe they believe that they have reason to think that Coachella Valley will have more. I, I mean, I'll use an example of here in Kentucky. So, I mean, in Kentucky, our two biggest population centers are Lexington and Louisville. And right now, there are three cases combined in Lexington and Louisville. But then there's three down the road in this little small town called Cynthiana. And, you know, that's just because the person in Cynthiana was the person who seems to have spread it to a lot of people because they worked at Walmart. So, I mean, I think you kind of, so like if you were to have a sporting event in Cynthiana, you'd say, okay, nobody go there. So I think you might do, it might be sort of location specific, but again, we're going to know a lot more in two weeks because in two weeks, it's either going to have exploded a la Italy Or it's going to be kind of minorly contained to where each town deals with it itself, like in France. And and we just don't know yet. And, And there's no real obvious reason why in Italy it exploded more than it did in France. So we don't really know what America... I am of the opinion it's going to be greater than people think because we've done so little testing. So we have no idea who has it. And thus, I think people are spreading it and no one even knows. Yeah, and you know, you look at places like, and again, I, it, you take it all with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, there really is still a lot to be learned, but in, you know, in a place like South Korea, where I think they announced that they seem to have stemmed the tide, that you know, things have. Yes, there are still cases, but the the rate of new cases being presented has dropped astronomically. And yeah, it, for a lot of it, it is a two week span. That's how long it's going to take. And oftentimes, it's you know, five days before you show symptoms and all of these different things. But you. You also brought up the concept of playing without fans, and uh, they did that in tennis in the Davis Cup over the past weekend. I think in Japan they were playing without fans, and you know the whole Japan thing is the Olympics going to be canceled? Believe me, that's yeah, that's a huge topic as well. But this idea of playing sporting events without fans for the NCAA tournament, you know, that's almost an impossibility. It's like we're really going to turn down all of those gate receipts? No way. 
But do you think sports will get to a point, or do you think they're already almost at that point? Certainly the conversations are happening. Do you expect there to be fanless uh, games? Well, so here's the thing. All right, so, like, I can see a sports league like the NBA having some fanless games. Here's why Indian Wells doesn't go fanless, and here's why the NCAA tournament doesn't go fanless. It's all about their insurance checks. All right, if they have the – if they let's just take Indian Wells. And I don't know this, but I would 99% bet this is true. Indian Wells has an insurance policy that deals with the cancellation of the tournament. If the tournament is canceled, they can collect on it. If they play the tournament with no fans, they cannot. All right, so what ends up happening is if you play the tournament with no fans, you just lose all that revenue. Whereas if you cancel it – you have some sort of insurance that you can recuperate a lot of, a lot of it. That's what's happening with these places. I think the only leagues that'll play with no fans are people who, like the NBA, who most of their revenue doesn't come from ticket sales anyway, and they have 41 games, so if they miss one or two, it's not a big deal. But these events that have a one-time, one-time thing happening, like Indian Wells, the Masters, Kentucky Derby, NCAA Tournament, they can't do that. You either got to play or with fans or not play at all. Because if you don't, if you play without fans, you're just going to lose money. And, you know, there might be organizations that can support that. Maybe the NCAA tournament gets so much from TV they could do that. But Indian Wells probably doesn't. It's probably the people that attend Indian Wells that make the money for them. And that's why cancellation is a much better decision. Yeah, and I just want to know, as we're doing this, CBS Los Angeles reporting three new cases of coronavirus in the Coachella Valley, so they're up to six. So that decision continues to look, you know, better and better in retrospect. Moving forward, you talk, you know, money is the driving factor for so many of these decisions, but, you know, for something like, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday as well, but for these local economies, for, you talk about the Kentucky Derby, and maybe you can speak to that uh, as well. Uh, just, you know, what do you expect the influence from the sporting events? If the Kentucky Derby was to be canceled, how devastating would that be for your local area? Oh, it would be devastating. I mean, there's a lot of business in, in Louisville, Kentucky, that is based around having a massive weekend that weekend. A lot of the uh, – I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge economic engine, and I'm sure it's like that for Indian Wells uh, there – and and yeah, I mean these are these are major major things, especially the places like the Masters, the ones that go to the same place every year. You know, the NCAA tournament if they don't play the games in St. Louis, yeah, St. Louis will have a little hit, but it'll be all right. I mean, that's not something they plan for yearly. But these places that are in some ways are on the map because of these one days: Augusta, Georgia, you know, Louisville, Kentucky for the Derby. Belmont in New York, you know, for, for the Belmont stakes. I mean, these places like that, you know, that's a huge drive of that entire community and losing those can be, can be a massive, massive thing. You know, we'll see. I think the next real test is the masters because the masters brings people from all over the world. You're very condensed and packed in at the masters. There's no way you know, the, the phrase everybody's using, social distancing. You ain't getting any social distance at the <laughs> Masters. So the Masters, to me, is the next one that I'll be – I mean, I think they'll play it. But if you hear they're canceling the Masters or they're playing it without crowds, 
that's when I start to get uh, – That's when that would be a real red flag to me. I don't think the NCAA tournament's going to do that. But the Masters, it would be interesting to see. Yeah, and you talk about the NCAA, you know, gate receipts being so important for them. Um, I, I feel as though, because, you know, for tennis, the global nature of it, you talked about this, people traveling not only around the world to watch it, but around the world to play it as well. That is um, a factor. But for our college tennis fans out there, and, you know, for us to, I feel like those who cover college sports right now, this is really your moment domestically, because that could be all we see for a little bit. Uh, do you expect the NCAA, we've seen teams, you know, from a tennis perspective, cancel spring break trips. Uh, but do you think, yeah, that March Madness, that'll be another domino as well. And it's if they cancel the March Madness basketball tournament with the money, you know, the windfall of the revenue from that, then they'll start canceling other NCAA championships as well. Well, I don't know how they, I mean, look, if you look at the economics of college sports in America, the NCAA basketball tournament pays for everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the NCAA, see, they, the NCAA really doesn't make much money from college football because college football is not run, the, 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 the post, you know, the postseason is not run by the NCAA. It's run by bowl games. So the NCAA doesn't make much money off football. They make all their money for every sport, you know, tennis, women's bat, whatever, whatever, you name the sport, it is funded by the NCAA tournament. And if the NCAA tournament is not played, that it will be an unbelievable revenue hit for the NCAA. That's why I can't see them not doing it because, you know, I don't think they would cancel the NCAA tennis tournament because of coronavirus. They'd cancel it because they don't have any money because they didn't do the NCAA basketball <laughs> tournament. I mean, that's that, that's really the worry. So I, that of all the sporting events, I the one that seems to me to be the least likely to get canceled is the NCAA tournament. Because if you do that, the NCAA, it funds all of college athletics. It's just hard for me to see that go away. Yeah, it would be a monumental one. It's certainly, so, you know, March Madness is a brand. Everyone, if you say to the random passerby, hey, what's March Madness? They think that's the basketball tournament, right? Everyone knows. I'm pretty and it's sure- not just a brand. It's like a brand that is so valuable because there are 67 games. So they have 67 massive opportunities to sell right they have official sponsorships in these in you know 15 cities across the country it's just like it is the revenue i mean it is not an exaggeration to say literally every other sport in the ncaa every other sport loses money except that one and that's why it is so important that it works and and i just i can't see them canceling now if they do then that means batting down the hatch. That means none of us need to get out of our house because <laughs> it's like it's it's worry time. Yeah, no, certainly. And I mean, that's why and a lot of podcasts, right? All those best of the decade topics you left on the table. We're going to be bringing <laughs> all of those out if things start to get canceled. I agree with you there. Well, then, you know, and again, thank you so much for taking your time. We can sort of wrap with this thought, I guess. Moving forward, you know, would you say right now the the biggest concern is that the it's the unknown, right? It's that we really don't know the direction we're going to go. Is that, you know, the thing you've talked about all these events, but it just I feel like that's the biggest concern for me and i'm curious what you are hearing yeah the unknown the unknown is a worry i'll tell you my biggest worry in america you know you mentioned that in south korea and in china it started to become you know new cases are going down but the reason is that they have tested people for months right like they have drive-through testing so that like 
you know, large chunks of their population have been tested. We haven't really tested anybody. I mean, again, I'll just use the state of Kentucky. We have six cases currently confirmed, but they've only tested 35 people in this entire state. Yeah. So, like, how in the world could you know how many people have it, right? So I, I think that's that's my real, my, my real worry is our lack of testing. We really have no idea. We honestly have no idea how many people have it right now. And we have no idea if the people that have it are contained because we just as a country – we're not prepared from a testing standpoint, and that's what worries me. South Korea, China, Japan, they're all way ahead of us on that. And that, and Italy was another country that didn't test, and we see what happened there. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's 100. I mean, it, it will be the story of the month sporting-wise for, uh, I think, every sport, certainly. I mean, it's so rare that tennis is, you know, trending on Twitter or it's number one on ESPN. And that cancellation of Indian Wells, it put yeah, the Indian Wells cancellation right on the front page of ESPN. And, you know, a lot of people were talking about the impact. I think I saw them lead, uh, what was it, highly questionable or maybe high noon this today with a segment on Indian Wells being canceled. And I was shocked. I mean, the fact that tennis doesn't get that sort of love but I mentioned this at the top our CEO Dalton Thieneman the biggest uh, Kentucky sports fan he was like dude you're having Matt Jones just ended this I was like I'm in like cool um, but I, <laughs> so I have to uh, ask you a Kentucky basketball question that win over Florida you know now after it happened they were down you know one I think one player didn't play there the other guy fouled out and I apologize for not knowing the names is not as well versed in Kentucky basketball as possible but how are you feeling about the Cats heading into the home stretch yeah I like it you know Hagens was the guy that didn't play assuming he comes back I think they got as good a shot as anybody Kansas probably the favorite but they're not that much better than anybody else so I think this March Madness will be completely wild I think any of the team I mean there's probably 15 teams that can win the national championship so for kind of the casual college basketball fan, I think you're in for a big year. And tell Dalton I said thank you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> of course. Well, I'm going to throw my hot take, Kentucky basketball-wise, of all of the Calipari teams. And uh, in my opinion, I think the John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, that was the best team. I know they didn't win, but that was the best, the best team. How wrong am I? Well, you're not that wrong. I love that. That's my favorite team in history. That, I, that was the team that I enjoyed covering the most. Those guys were a blast. And uh, I miss them. I love all those dudes. No, I, I still do the John Wall dance whenever I'm. You, you know, should. That was the most I'm, fun year of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for our fans out there who you know enjoyed this today, can you tell them where they can find all of your stuff? At KY Sports Radio. And if you're a, a book person, I just wrote a book about Mitch McConnell, and it's funny. It's called Mitch Please. Buy it. It comes out March 31st. I want you to know I told Dalton I was ready to do 30 minutes on just that book, but he was like, please, no politics, Alex. Don't yeah, get me in yeah, trouble. I'm sorry. He could, tell Dalton to stop sticking to sports. You can <laughs> I'll see you folks later. Yeah, all right. Thank you so much, Matt, and take care. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Matt Jones, the creator of Kentucky Sports Radio, host of KSR. Uh, you know, it was such a fun conversation for him. Always fun when we can expand our viewpoint beyond just tennis and look at the global impact of this coronavirus, look at what other sports beyond tennis, uh, what sort of impact we're going to feel. Uh, so thank you to Matt again for taking the time to come on. It was a really informative conversation that I hope all of you listeners enjoyed. That being said, we have a lot of more fun guests 
less on the horizon just because the tennis has stopped doesn't mean that the content does as well. Uh, In terms of guests we've already had, I mentioned the emergency podcast I did with Ben Rothenberg of the New York Times and of No Challenges remaining yesterday. Uh, We've also got a GSP coming out with Tumaini Cariel talking about, it feels like ages ago that this happened, but Maria Sharapova did retire this season. Kim Kleischers did attempt a comeback already. Hopefully she'll have more events to get to continue to play in the near future, but we talk about those topics. We talk a little bit about the coronavirus, although we talked about it before Indian Wells was canceled. We also gave some players we were really excited to watch down the Sunshine Swing uh, stretch and don't want to delete any of that content. Still think it all holds true, even if it is slightly dated. So be on the lookout for all of those on your Great Shot podcast feed in terms of the mini break. Again, each and every day there's storylines, results, and controversies for us to discuss. So don't expect those to end anytime soon. Uh, We've also got a a full slate of college tennis results to talk about. Mastikoyak, Chris Halliars will be joining me on the mini break tomorrow to do just that on our website crackedrackets.com interview uh, in terms of articles we'll have our college tennis power rankings up there as long as the video as well as the video that accompanies it i'm hoping to release another one of the long features i've been working on. i'm not going to tell you the topic but it's not too dissimilar to the francis tiafo feature i wrote a while back and of course for you patreon subscribers out there you should have gotten the chance to listen to that tiafo article in podcast form super producer daniel westoff up to all sorts of fun things on our YouTube channel in terms of developing projects. We've got a couple other fun things in the queue as well that, again, I don't want to get away, uh, give away quite yet in my business. They call that a nice tease, and I promise uh, this tease will be worthwhile when you get to see that sort of stuff because these super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, who, as always, have a been editing job to do, have seriously been killing it with some of the projects they've been developing. So a lot of fun stuff on the Cracked Rackets horizon. We've also, I believe, got a few other interviews in the queue. Don't want to give those away because I'm not sure exactly when they'll be released, but all things full system go here at Crack Racket. Don't expect any drop off in the content from us. And, you know, there's always something for us to talk about. So we will be talking about those things and more as we continue to move forward. That being said, for our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for our friends at Diadem Sports, who again, the promo code CR50, Aerobar, the tennis-specific energy bar, use the promo code CRACK30 there for 30% off your order. And from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break, folks, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. 